hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com with your host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time, she successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. You can either Google the McCarty Group, that's M double C A R T Y, or call 661 665 SOLD. That's 661 661- 665-7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And a good morning to you, Lori. Oh, good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing today? Um, I'm doing excellent. Believe it or not, my New Year's resolution still somewhat intact. It was simple. Go to the gym more. Very impressive. So, so I've been going. So, uh, you know, it's... It's been a challenge, but I'm really trying to stick with it. Hey, you know, they always are, but everything that's worthwhile takes effort. Yes, yes, it does. And skipping the drive through. Very that's the good. real effort. The hey, real so effort that's there. two of them. <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> We're definitely trying. How, how's your morning going? Oh, you know, my day is always off to a good start when I'm here or anywhere talking about real estate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few listing appointments after we wrap up here, so I've got a full schedule ahead. Um, you've yeah. got anything scheduled for after this? Um, just icing my knees. Oh. That's after the after going to the gym a few times. <laughs> but. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to admit, I, it's been a, a few years since I have uh, experienced that. Um, and I'm sure somewhere further down on my list of to-dos, it's getting back to the gym. But I'm not pressuring myself at this moment. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And I do buy um, ibuprofen in bulk now. Uh-huh. Well, well, I've learned that. I've learned yeah, that. We are getting to that age, aren't we? <laughs> Definitely. So, well, who are we interviewing this morning and what are we talking about? Well, this morning I am so excited because we are meeting with Joan Nolden, a local licensed marriage and fair family therapist. She's also a certified trauma counselor. And we're going to be talking about the psychology of moving. But before we jump in, I have an interesting bit of local news for all of our listeners. You know, the Bakersfield Californian recently ran an article announcing a new state grant that'll be funding 34 rental units specifically set aside for homeless youth in Kern County. Now, according to the article, the $7.7 million grant will fund the renovation of a church and office building in Oildale and converting it into a housing complex with supportive services tailored to youth. It's one of two grants awarded to the Housing Authority of the County of Kern in December. The other, which was an $8.4 million grant to develop 40 units of permanent supportive housing, 
at a now vacant lot in Bakersfield will address the general homeless population. Taken together, the funding will provide affordable housing when it's really badly mm-hmm. needed. Mm-hmm. Homelessness among both adults and children has risen over the past few years. We've talked about this on a couple of occasions. And meanwhile, vacancy rates have plummeted, reaching 1% in July. The funds come from Project Home Key, a roughly $2.8 billion state initiative aimed at developing new affordable housing units quickly. And, according to the article, all Home Key projects must be completed within 12 months of the award date. Hopefully, with all of this grant money being pumped into our county, it will begin to make a dent in reducing homelessness and help some of those in need. So now, I'd really like to turn to our topic today, the psychology of moving. You know, this is a topic I have wanted to discuss on air for quite a while, and I am so thankful that Joan has carved time out of her busy schedule to speak with us. Now, as I mentioned just a minute ago, Joan Nolden is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified trauma counselor. She is a California transplant and has been in Bakersfield for about 30 years. She has her own private practice, and she has offices in both Bakersfield and Ventura. So without further ado, I'm honored today to introduce our guest, Joan Nolden. So good morning, Joan. How are you doing? I'm doing well today. Thank you. Great. It is a pleasure to have you. So help us get to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I have been here about 30 years. I was born and raised in Utah, Montana, moved to Vegas, so I'm pretty familiar with moving. But I did want to get clarification. Adelaide was talking about the gym. Are we talking about that moving or moving from a house to a house? (laughs) (laughs) Great. Moving from house to house. I think that's probably what most of our listeners are interested in. (laughs) Just clarifying. Um, So tell me, what inspired you to become a licensed marriage and family therapist? Okay, I grew up in a dysfunctional family, and as Virginia Satir says, 97% of families are dysfunctional, and the other 3% are in denial. So (laughs) there you go. So that was the beginning, and then moving all around, there was a lot of upheaval in the moving all around, Mm -hmm. and so... From eighth grade on, I wanted to figure out why my family was crazy and help others do the same. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, it's interesting. I, I've talked to a lot of people who who moved a lot uh, in their younger years, and I, I wonder how that has affected people over over their time. And later on, I'd like to get into to some of that. So um, as a therapist, what are your areas of emphasis? Okay, I work with couples, children, family, individuals, but the main focus has been uh, trauma. Okay. I've worked with the burn unit at Adventist and Dignity Health for about 15 years. Okay. Helping people survive trauma. I am an EMDR specialist. And what does that stand for? (laughs) Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is a mouthful for trauma treatment process that's 86% effective in an hour and a half. Wow. That's pretty amazing. It is amazing. Very amazing. Wow. Hmm. That's great. Um, 
So studies show that moving is the third most stressful event right behind death and divorce. Would you agree? I would put it up there tying because with death and divorce, moving generally follows close behind. Right. So uh, for those of you listening, I think Joan is well qualified in that trauma area uh, to be speaking on this. I think that um, this has been a great introduction um, <clears throat> to Joan and our topic today. Um, but before we take a break, Joan, tell our listeners how they can reach you. Okay, you can reach me with my email, which is mft at gmail.com. Great. Which is a mouthful. And then you can always text me or call me at 661-342-1868. And for those of you that didn't have a pen handy or who maybe are listening in the car, we'll be sure and post that on our social media as well so that you can uh, reach out to Joan should you need to. Thank you so much, Joan. Stay tuned, people. We'll be back in a minute after this short break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch, request an in-person tour, find out the value of your home, and see the McCarty Group's success stories. Ranked number eight in North America for Coldwell Banker and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's Top 100 Agents for 2021, she is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. Lori McCarty here. I wanted to pop in and invite all our listeners to join us for a special episode of the Kern County Real Estate Review on our open line Saturday. January 29th from 11 a.m. to noon. During this show, we'll have a favorite guest, Christy White of Summit Funding, and we'll be answering your questions about real estate and lending. So be sure and mark Saturday, January 29th from 11 a.m. to noon on your calendar. This will be your opportunity to get all your burning real estate and lending questions answered. Now back to the show. Hi, Dennis Prager here for Lori McCarty, host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. If you've got questions about real estate, she's got answers. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR 1560 AM, 97.7 FM. Now that's smart. (music) 
And we're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 977 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. If you're thinking about selling but need to make some renovations first, you'll want to contact Lori to find out about her amazing program designed to help sellers get their home ready to sell. It's called the McCarty Line of Convenience or MLOC for short. This program allows sellers to tap into their equity for renovations and repairs. There's no interest or fees associated with the MLOC. It's simply paid back at the close of escrow. Call 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653 to see if you qualify for this exclusive program designed to help maximize your selling price. And if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Joan Nolden, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified trauma counselor. And so, Joan, psychologist, psychiatrist, therapist, what is the difference between all these different titles? Okay, a therapist has a master's degree and two to 4,000 hours of training. Hmm. A psychologist has a PhD, a doctorate. And generally what they do is testing, uh, court evaluations, things like that. A psychiatrist is a medical doctor, and they have evolved into a biological treatment professional, which is a nice way of saying a drug prescriber. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for that clarification, Joan. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you today about moving and the psychology behind it. Um, I think this is going to be a really interesting show for, for our listeners. So where we call home really seems to hold a lot of importance to people. I mean, I think it's one of the first questions we often ask people in small talk um, when we're visiting with someone, when we first meet them, right? Um, so why is it that where we live means so much to us? Our identity is our name, and our identity, our secondary identity is geography. Okay. I do a lot of testifying in court, mm -hmm. and recently I was in front of a judge who I had grown up with, and he said, ah, here's an east side gal. Oh, wow. <laughs> so geography identifies who we are, what our geopolitical perspective is, socioeconomic. It tells people volumes about who we are, what our financial status is, what our neighbors are like in the world. And yet, just because where we live, it, we could not, I mean, in many cases, we could be opposite of what is around us, right? Right, but we humans need to find a compass mm -hmm. in all places that we go in life. So if we start with the geography, we can back it down from there, okay. or we can enhance it. But it gives us some firm ground to know what's north and what's south on our compass. So we automatically, as humans, begin making assumptions once we know where someone lives. Is yes. that right? Yes. Okay. Um so once we do that, um, we then start digging deeper to find a little bit more out about the person that we've just met and then determine whether those assumptions are true or not, correct? Or back off. 
Oh. Sometimes it makes us back off. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on how interesting that person is, right? Yes. (laughs) And whether we are aligned with those assumptions. Right. Right. Or we want to be aligned with them. Okay. Very interesting. You're right. I I tend to be, uh, I'm not the the party animal. I'm not the social girl. Um, Most of my social interactions are through my work. Um, And so you're right. When I stopped to think, the last time I was at a social gathering, which has been a while, um, you're absolutely right. When I started having those interactions, Oh, yeah, probably not my type of person, and I've, I've moved on. So thank you for that. So when we talk about the moving process, there's the physical side of moving. Adelaide, bulk up, go to the gym, right? <laughs> and then there's that psychological side, right? Yes. So for every person, I imagine that the moving, the psychological moving part um, is different. Um, what are the factors that influence our minds when it comes to that experience of moving? I mean, does our willingness to change factor in? Does the fact that we moved around a lot as a child factor in? There are a lot of factors, and one of the significant ones is whether or not it is a geographic. And a geographic from the 12-step programs is a moving away from your problems, but you take them with you. I'm a firm believer if you are running from something, it's going to be a difficult move. But if you are going to something that is desirable, the move will be much smoother. Okay, so I would equate that to your why, right? Why are you moving, right? Um, So that makes sense if you are if you're trying to, to get away from something, it's going to be hard. If you are going towards something, um, uh, particularly a happy event, uh, that's going to make it much easier, right? Right, especially for children because they generally have no power in the move. Right, and that was my next question. Um, I would imagine that the psychological impacts are different for adults than they are for children. They are absolutely different because the adult has the illusion of control in what they pick and where they go. I like that word, the (laughs) illusion of, right? (laughs) I've learned that it is. (laughs) And children just have to follow on what can seem like the whims of their parents. Okay. The Uh, most important thing for children in a move is to give them a transitional object. Okay, can you explain that to us? Yes, so it's something from the old they can plant in the new. The first time I moved, I had a pink teddy bear. Okay. And I took that with me, and my mother made a special place for it and how it was going to have a new home and gave me a whole story around helping this teddy bear to live in the new household. So I was excited to think I had control and take this transitional object to the new place. You know, I hadn't thought about this in years, but that just reminded me of the pink elephant that uh, my mom made for me. Um, Wow, thank you. Um, I... I can't tell you what that means to me. Um, What about men and women? Uh, 
psychologically does a move impact males differently than it does females? Yes, the males are the hunters and the worker bees, and so they look at a move as work. (laughs) (laughs) Taking apart things, putting things together. So generally they just begin to make a list, fill the invoice of the work that needs to be done. For women, on the other hand, women are nesters, Mm -hmm. and so when they learn they are going to move, they have to say goodbye to the bedrooms, goodbye to the carpet, goodbye to the baseboard, goodbye to the faucet they really love. They have to go through the loss process and say goodbye to every part of their nest they won't be taking with them. Oh, that's really hard. See, for me, I am more the... Um, uh, male persona. Um, And so I'm sure I have some of that nesting. Uh, I know I do, but I am, mm, I'm not built quite that way. And so for me, um, as you explain that, my heart really goes out to those women who I know uh, very much. Uh, It is an emotional uh, process for them to grieve, if you will, the loss of this home where they may have raised their family, um, you know, built built a life as they are now transitioning to the next phase. Particularly when there is a divorce, mm. because somebody generally leaves first, and that creates hostility if there wasn't some to begin with to cause the divorce. And so there begins to be a fight over things. Right. And as an attorney friend of mine, Ed Thomas, said, don't ruin a good divorce over a toaster. Give him the toaster. Right. (laughs) Right. That makes perfect, perfect sense. So how can people lessen those possible negative impacts of moving and, and make it psychologically easier on themselves? It depends on the person. If they are an introvert by nature, which means they process the world internally, Mm -hmm. they need to go through their house and find those sentimentally attached items and pack them carefully, say goodbye to them privately, do what they need to. If they are an extrovert, they need to call five friends, come over and have a moving party. Okay. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) That's great. Um, what about for the children, aside from that transitional object? Is there anything else that we can do for them? We can connect to the school or neighborhood that they are moving to and gather the information. And now with the Internet, we can do it in a matter of minutes. Right. And begin to get them a map of where they will live, a map to the school, the transportation, get them all the information, and even if they can't read, print it out, and they can make it a transitional object. Okay. Um, and let me ask you this. Um, for, for us adults, um, does making lists through the process help us Uh, transition easier? Does it help reduce our stress level? Yes, lists, and I'm a list maker, so I view that they always help us. But what's nice is a lot of realtors provide 
a rough pamphlet of lists, things to think about, utilities to connect and disconnect, and things that you want to remember in your household. So I find that realtors that provide that really help the people get organized so their grief isn't overwhelming. And we find that too, um, because I've always said, um, forewarned is for is better armed, right? You bet. You know, uh, the more information you have, the better you feel going into a situation. Knowledge is power. And if you have an idea of how the transaction is going to go, the things that you need to do, the steps you need to take, it's it's as if, okay, I'm doing these things, and maybe to some extent that emotion that can well up inside of you can can be put at bay because you know you are on the road to doing the things that you need to do. Um, so another question I have, um, do, do different people adjust differently, I imagine they do, to their, to their new surroundings? Like once we've decided this is the best decision for our, um, for our family to move up, to move down, to, to, um, to relocate to this city or to that city. Do husbands and wives or uh, couples or children and adults, do they all adjust at different paces? And does that create a struggle within the uh, family unit as they're trying to get on the same page to move? If it is an intact family unit, yes. If it's a divorce or death, that's a whole different ballgame. But an intact family They need to be on the same page of finding the benefits for all. And for school children, I was the youngest of three. Uh And so my oldest sister suffered the most with school disruptions. Mm -hmm. She went to four high schools. (gasps) And so I was happy to go along for the ride because I had them to break the ice of the new city. Right. But the whole goal is to connect with the they used to have Dottie Hyatt in Bakersfield yes. that connected people to all the places to go and the Absolutely. newcomers and all of that. So in a lot of places there are those kinds of applications you can connect with to get plugged into the new community. Mm-hmm. And with the internet, the more we have of that, the better for everybody. The more resources that you can um, avail yourself of, I think the better you are. Right? Yes. And the hazard is for those extreme introverts mm-hmm. because they will not reach out past their front door. Right. But the joy of their viewpoint is that they don't need to. Well, that is true. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. One of the wonderful things I think about um, about Bakersfield as a community is that it is the biggest small town that you'll ever live in. And I know when we moved here, of course, that was 30-some-odd years ago, um, much like in the South where we come from, our neighbors came, they knocked on our door, they, you know, brought a plate of cookies or brownies and welcomed us to the neighborhood. When we moved again um, 20 years later 
to a new neighborhood, the same thing happened. Um, and, you know, I know we had a family move into our neighborhood just a few years ago, and we all went and introduced ourselves to them as well. So I think that there is still that community sense here, yes, regardless of what neighborhood you're in. And I think that's a wonderful thing. I think that's one of the things that makes our community so unique and so special. Would you agree? Absolutely. And in the last two years, with people working remote, Mm -hmm. I have got a number of new clients. One of them just yesterday was from, they're working in San Francisco. And they moved from a one-bedroom condo, and they got a three-bedroom house with a pool here. Right. And they were surprised to find out their neighbors came and knocked on their door to introduce themselves. Mm -hmm. Coming from San Francisco, they said it was a head-down, avoid-your-neighbor city. Absolutely. It's much, very much an eye-avoidance thing, whereas here you look people in the eye and you say, good morning, how are you? You Right. Welcome. Welcome. Absolutely. Adelaide? I'm sure you're sitting over there with lots of questions to ask, Joan. Yeah, I just I just know with my experiences in moving, like uh, I got a job in Bakersfield. You know, it's been 15, 16 years now. But I remember thinking, going from Arizona to Bakersfield, the thing I think that was tough for someone in the DJ business, the music business, all your contacts, all your connections are gone, and you come back to this, this new market. So, so I think kind of a question would be, how do what's the best way to establish those new connections um is is there a list for that because i think even for a real estate agent if you're going to move to a new market you've got to reestablish a ton of connections i would think oh absolutely so so there's, there's so there's got to be something out of the playbook that's like all right this is what you got to do yes there is the first thing that anybody should do when they move to a new community actually before they get there is to find out if there is a tennis club, a pickleball Mm. club, whatever their hobbies are first. Second, Mm. if there's an association like a realtor association to join or to be invited to. And then there's always charities and churches. Ah, So those are a way to get hooked into a broad network, and then you can focus on a specific network. For me, I started a practice in Ventura about 20 years ago, and I joined the local therapist organization. And that began the network that now has grown to a full practice over there. Right, because when you are um, communing with your colleagues, these are people that you develop a, a relationship with, and then you are confident and secure in asking them for referrals to other uh, professionals. And that's how your network grows. Yes. And if you can offer them, I always say invite rather than tell. Mm -hmm. So invite them to lunch, invite them to tell you about them. If we invite other people to talk to us, it begins to open a warm communication where they are willing then to ask about you. Absolutely. Ah, That's great advice, too. So you've got to step out of your comfort zone especially in a new area. 
uh, it's what I think makes the most sense. But Joan, I'll leave that up to you. Oh, I would agree. And once again, a whole lot of my viewpoints of the world are introverts and extroverts and how they deal with the world. In fact, Monday was National Introvert Day, and my son-in-law, who is one, sent me a meme that said, introverts, unite, at home, alone. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. So those people meet each other at the library (laughs) online, (laughs) and the other ones meet with cookies at the front door. Absolutely. Okay, that's great. Well, this has been some fantastic information, and and Joan, I have a whole lot of other questions for you, uh, but I think it's a great place for us to take a break. Um, Before we do, tell us again how we can reach you. Uh, The best way is my phone, which is 661-342-1868, and texting's great. Perfect. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back. It's no fun missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. here. I wanted to pop in and invite all our listeners to join us for a special episode of the Kern County Real Estate Review on our open line Saturday, January 29th from 11 a.m. to noon. During this show, we'll have a favorite guest, Christy White of Summit Funding, and we'll be answering your questions about real estate and lending. So be sure and mark Saturday, January 29th from 11 a.m. to noon on your calendar. This will be your opportunity to get all your burning real estate and lending questions answered. Now back to the show. You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Sunday mornings. And this morning, we're talking with Joan Nolden, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified trauma counselor about the psychology 
of moving. Uh, Joan, tell our listeners how they can reach you again. The best way is by phone or text at 661-342-1868. Thanks so much, Joan. Now, before the break, we were talking about a lot of different topics. Um, One of the ones uh, that caused me a question, we were talking about the impact of moves on children, and I'm wondering... What about recent high school grads uh, moving away for college? Um, are they the same for them as it is for younger children? Does, does it impact them? Because I would assume they are excited about moving away to go to college. But it's, maybe not always. <laughs> right. You will find children that really are not ready to find themselves in a position where they only qualify for a junior college okay so that they don't have to make that decision before covid was a different lifetime a different Mm -hmm. universe Mm -hmm. and what i saw then i i see a lot of teenagers they're my favorite aliens and (laughs) (laughs) i love that (laughs) and they are and what i found for a lot of super athletes coming from bakersfield They went to other places, Berkeley, Montana, other places where they were a small fish in a big pond. And that adjustment caused many of them to fail academically so they could come back home where they were a big fish. But generally, children in high school that are going away to college are really looking at getting rid of their parents So they're very excited. It's not that they're going to or running from. It's just that they're closing a door on power and authority, and they know everything at that age anyway. Well, of course they do. Um, But isn't it a great opportunity for them to begin um, developing their own independence and uh, learning how to navigate this world on their own? Yes, it is. And for some, it's a dramatic difference. I had one girl who was talking about Sunday breakfast, and I said, do you like waffles or pancakes? And she said, I need to call my mom and find out. Oh, And for that kind of a child, (laughs) it's a little hard. That's when the mom wants to move with them. Right, right. That's that's probably the child that should go to junior college first. <laughs> and they will. They'll right. fail and make sure they do. <laughs> well, you know, when I mentioned the pink elephant, I have to tell you, the pink elephant went to college with me. <laughs> um, transitional object. Absolutely. <laughs> do you still have it? I do not. In fact, as we've been talking, I've been trying to rack my brain. I believe what happened was the pink elephant got ripped. And mom sewed it back, and I'm not really sure what happened after that. Um, I think when I got married, Pink Elephant probably went somewhere, and you know, I'm 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 pretty sure Pink Elephant was was not allowed to go into the marriage home, but whatever. Um, so um, last year, and and Adelaide touched on this. I had an awful lot of clients that moved out of the area, specifically out of state. And when you make big moves like this, um, you often wind up in an area where you don't know anyone, okay? So for those who might be just tuning in, let's talk again about what things people can do to begin developing a social circle in a new area. 
One of the things that I found, because a lot of people ran from Newsom last year <laughs> and went to Tennessee and Idaho and Texas and all of that, and one of the things that I recommended they do is join the auto club. Oh, because the auto club is based on geography mm-hmm. and things to do and things to see. Perfect. So they can get their geography cemented in in the new place. Mm-hmm. And once they master geography, then they can find out interesting things to them to do. Perfect. I think you had also mentioned earlier that if you're a professional, you can join the professional trade associations in the new area. Um, that will help you develop professional relationships, which will also lead to um recommendations or invitations to uh, other relationships, correct? Yes, and I was an instrumental in the beginning of CASA and volunteered there for 24 years. And CASA is oh, a national, you. yes, CASA is a national organization. So when I did start the practice in Ventura, I connected with CASA also. So charitable organizations tend to be nationwide. And they always need help and services, so they're very welcoming. Now, we can't forget about children. So if we are moving cross-country or to a different state, how can you help them make new friends after a move? The first thing you can do is get their CUM file. I'm married to a teacher. Okay. And their CUM file is their history from the school they're leaving to take to the new one. Seal it up and let them carry it into the office. Okay. Then back to the cookie thing, when they go to the classroom, bring treats the first day they are there, and they'll get friends immediately. (laughs) Ah, I like that. Very good. So we talked in the very beginning of the show today about when people are running away from problems that typically their move becomes a a little more stressful um, and it probably doesn't have as great of results um, as it does when they are moving towards something. Um, Historically, has it been your experience that if you're running away from mental health issues or broken relationships, a job you hate or things of that nature, Is that going to solve the problem, or are you just taking it with you? You're taking it with you. And if you have a moment, I have a poem that covers that that I love. Absolutely. It's Autobiography in Five Chapters by Portia Nelson, who was the singing nun in The Sound of Music. Oh. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There's a big hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. takes forever to find my way out broken relationship. Chapter two, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. Still takes a long time to get out. Chapter three, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it's there. I still fall in. It's a habit, but my eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five, 
I walk down a different street. Brilliant. That's the move. I love it. Mm -hmm. So resolve it before you move to a different street. Perfect. I love that. That's great. Um, So clearly, our environment, like our home, has an effect on our behavior, right? Our behavior, our mental health, our love life, our friendships, our purpose, our spirituality, all of the parts of us humans. Beautifully said. What about our previous homes? I don't know about you, but whenever I have, you know, we, as a child, we moved a lot. Um, Unlike your older sister, when we moved, the last move we made um, was between seventh and eighth grade, and that was a very hard move for me. Um, So when I started high school, I said to my dad, Please, Daddy, please let me finish high school at this high school. It wasn't until I was an adult that I learned he made a, a career halting move when he turned down a job relocation so that between my junior and senior year, we wouldn't have to move. Um, How for generous. Which, for which I am eternally grateful. Um, but... Um, many times in traveling, um, we have gone through a town that we used to live in and, you know, I, I've had a desire to go back to the place that we used to call home. Um, what impacts does that have on a a person's psyche? It depends on what happened in that house. Okay. <laughs> I've done the same thing in Montana, Nevada, and Utah, and the people that live there have been gracious enough to let me in the front door. Oh, wow. I've never <laughs> been that brave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit outspoken. <laughs> and when I did, the very first one that I went to, I was amazed at how small it was. <laughs> I peeked through the windows of of a vacant house, and the same thing. (laughs) And you didn't get arrested? No, it was vacant, so. (laughs) good. (laughs) But what can happen is we store all of our memories visually, Mm -hmm. hearing, smelling, all of those senses are involved. And so when we go to that house, we reactivate those and we have flashbacks in my profession we call them ab reactions and they can be either good or bad but they can also help us resolve things okay so it's important if there was a place that seems dark to revisit it in the light of day okay okay um is that something that you recommend that um people do um, I, I imagine it depends on whether they had happy memories there or they had um, unhappy memories. If they had happy memories, it doesn't matter. If they didn't, that is the purpose of EMDR. And okay. EMDR will take you to that place and it will be alive in all of the senses. Okay. And that gives you a chance to heal it okay. and look at it differently. Okay. Um, we talked uh, a little earlier about the emotions associated with um, moving. 
And, you know, obviously, um, when you've lived in a home for years, um, your house starts to feel like it's part of the family. Um, but there comes a time in all of our lives where, where moving is in your best interest. Um, or maybe you have to move. Let's say it's a job relocation or we've reached that time in our lives where this house is just too big. The children have moved on and we need to downsize. Um, or as we talked about, it's that, uh, grad that needs to now move on to college, right? How do we set that sentimental value aside and move on happily? Okay, back to Kubler-Ross, who wrote The Stages of Grief and Dying, Mm -hmm. and they are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. So if we put it in a box, put it in a vault, and don't deal with it, it'll bite us in the future. Okay. So it's about consciously knowing as I'm going through those stages, particularly the anger stage, and if it's my spouse doing it or I'm doing it to my spouse— is to say it out loud. I'm grieving that walk-in closet I'll never have again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grieving that neighbor. (laughs) Whatever it is, it's about going through those stages and completing it to leave it. Okay. And I don't know, is is it necessary that you go through all of those stages? Do you have to go through the denial? Do you have to go through the anger? At least once. Okay. Sometimes 20, 30 times with each possession you put in a box or break or whatever. Yes. Okay. Um, Because maybe I like to to kid myself. Um, and, And I think a lot of us like to kid ourselves. Okay, that's what we need to do. Fine, I'm right there to acceptance. Right, but I think perhaps we go right to acceptance, and then maybe we backtrack a little bit and we say, "Well, okay, but blah 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 blah." Is that normal? Denial. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) and some of us live there, (laughs) the bubble people. There you go, folks. You got a little insight into Lori. <laughs> yeah, and, and now, now you mentioned earlier about just like looking back or previous homes or previous places you've lived and stuff. I it's it's kind of odd because I'll take that trip down Zillow.com to where I grew up in a small town ta- town in Illinois for no, it's been thirty years, and and just be like, oh, it'd be great to move back there. But and I don't that's know why. It because you had. Fond memories, you were younger, there were good things that happened there, and sometimes I find that I want to go back to Montana, because that was probably about the best environment in my life, and sometimes it gets me away from the environment I'm living in today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Back to denial. Right. (laughs) It's good to know that we all live there occasionally. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, it looks like we're almost out of time, uh, but I do have one last question. You know, one of my favorite scenarios is when I'm able to help a buyer move into a better home, uh, whether that be a better location or a nicer home. 
Um, does a step up when moving homes actually make people happier? Or does that old saying, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, ring true? I think the grass isn't greener on the other side rings true in divorces. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But if it is a choice to move up and that has been a desire that you've worked for, mm-hmm. then it is a reward that you can be proud of yourself for, and that feels best of all. That's wonderful. You know, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to share it with us today. Uh, I know I have learned a tremendous amount, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your knowledge with us. Thank you for asking. You bet. Um, I'm sure my next move whenever that might be, no, it's not anytime soon, uh, will be a little easier because of what I've learned today. So listeners, before we say goodbye until next week, I want to thank you for tuning in today and each and every Sunday. I hope we've given you some knowledge about this important topic and provided a little more clarity into the world of real estate. I know Adelaide and I both look forward to visiting with you again next Sunday at 8 a.m., just before Sean Hannity, who's coming up next. If by chance you missed an episode of the show uh, or know someone who would enjoy this information but who is otherwise occupied at this time, no worries. We've got the perfect solution for you. You can now hear this show and others wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Kern County Real Estate Review to listen to your heart's content. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review, wishing you and yours a wonderful rest of the day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week. Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to, or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD. Online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there and you can start packing. The times we're living in are unparalleled. And it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. 
Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. It's no fun missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. Lori McCarty here. I wanted to pop in and invite all our listeners to join us for a special episode of the Kern County Real Estate Review on our open line Saturday, January 29th from 11 a.m. to noon. During this show, we'll have a favorite guest, Christy White of Summit Funding, and we'll be answering your questions about real estate and lending. So be sure and mark Saturday, January 29th from 11 a.m. to noon on your calendar. This will be your opportunity to get all your burning real estate and lending questions answered. Now back to the show. I'm gonna make this place yours 